Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The mayor of Kansas City just held a press conference along with a representative from police. The update is one dead, 10 to 15 injured after the shooting that happened soon after the end of the Chiefs' Super Bowl rally at Union Station in Kansas City. Uh, and police have taken two people into custody. And there was a video that appeared to show some fans tackling an individual that was believed to be one of the suspects mm-hmm. that, was, that was taken into custody. It was taken from a little ways away. But it shows there's a brief chase, and then someone gets tackled, and another guy comes in and kind of dogpiles to kind of hold the person down, and then eventually police get over there and take over the situation. Um, but uh, we don't have any further information on that. Uh, I don't believe there has been anything tweeted by the Chiefs that I can see. Yeah, their last tweet was, you know, the tweet right before the beginning of the parade. And the only reason I'm asking is, you know, in case anyone affiliated with the team was close by when this happened or if they had already been moved out of the area. Um, uh, So uh, as much as, you know, if there was anyone affiliated with the Chiefs organization that was there close by when it happened, uh, that I don't know. Yeah. I do not know. So that's the latest from Kansas City. And for the record, we are scheduled to have Mitch Holtz on tomorrow. Obviously, I have no idea if that will come to pass. Um, yeah, he, we he, don't. We he, because of the parade, he had to. We had to push back his. Uh, yeah, he was normally on. This today. is going to be the final time we had him on this season. So. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 check on that tomorrow. Yeah. Um. And and get back to you on that. So, who was it? One of the uh, college, one of the college football Illuminati who said that there's no such thing as a bad Big Ten job. Andy Staples. Andy Staples. Andy Staples. On three. Yeah, he said that last year because of the Northwestern job opening. Right. And you and I had a discussion about it of, whoa, 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 as great as the money is, I mean, there are now, especially now, there are 18 of these jobs, and the money is great, but only one team can finish first. And someone's got to finish last, and someone's got to finish 14th. You know, you got to have teams that are at the bottom so you can have teams at the top. Not everyone's going to be 500 in league play. Some are going to be 0 and 9, and maybe one or two will be 9 and 0 because you know not everybody plays each other now, John. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. Well, UCLA, who is leaving the Pac-12, joining the Big Ten, and they were already, you know pondering whether or not they should get rid of Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly did the work for them and said, nope, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And I still think there was a a handshake agreement that Chip Kelly was going to work 
every angle to find another job. For a while, it seemed like he might be going to the pros. Like that was a lot of the reporting was he'll be a package deal to Seattle with Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. And obviously Quinn gets a job in Washington and that didn't come to pass. And then, he, yeah, he leaves for Ohio State. Yeah, almost like there was an agreement that, okay, we get it. This isn't working out, but we won't fire you so you save face. But we would strongly encourage you go out and find another job. Yeah, and we hit on it with a, with Tom Fornelli a little bit earlier, too. Um, and I, I think one of the questions that you and I are about to essentially ask is, is this, you know, what should this tell us? Or should this tell us something about Chip Kelly? Mm-hmm. Is this something about the Big Ten? Is this something about UCLA? Or is this something about Chip Kelly? Because... Oddly, I think that this is going to be an answer of both. The answer is both. Um, I think that this is actually more about Chip than it is about UCLA. Because Chip Kelly famously does not like recruiting. Chip Kelly famously just wants to be a ball coach. You know, If Chip Kelly was still in the NFL, I think he'd be a happy guy. Because in the NFL, you just coach. Yep. Um, but he you know, wasn't good enough because he was also shopping for the groceries in Philadelphia. He goes to San Francisco. He, you know, completely bombs out there. Mm-hmm. And here he is back in college football. And again, like I, I get that the expectations were high for him when he got there, but they have been better the last three years. It's, it's Scott Frost. He is not in terms of his success level at UCLA. Got off to a bad start, but has had certainly turned it around. He did. Um, but for a variety of reasons, he's gone. Uh, I was reading from, Stuart Mandel today, when he was asked about the question, and said that UCLA is going heading into the Big Ten with a hand tied behind its back. As Bruce Feldman, my colleague, wrote, some schools in the Big Ten have an NIL war chest well into the eight figures. According to a team source, UCLA wasn't even in seven-figure figure range on that front. So, in other words, you've got Big Ten schools who have over $10 million in their NIL bank account UCLA wasn't even at a mill, mm-hmm. is what he is saying there. And there's that. There's also the idea that, you know, it is UCLA. I mean, you're now, you're a major pro market. It's always been a major pro market. But now, used to be that UCL, USC and UCLA were the only football around, and then pro football came back. And as we know, L.A. has always been a Trojans town. When it comes to college sports, college football. College football, for sure. It's always been a Trojans town. And UCLA was always second fiddle at best. UCLA was was in that, um, that same bucket that Illinois has gotten put into and Missouri has gotten put into of, are they a sleeping giant? Could UCLA be college football sleeping giant? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have my answer to that question, but they have often been put into that bucket. They've been good in my lifetime, like truly good, dare I say great, once that I can remember. And that was 1998 when they were on the doorstep of making the national championship game, but they lost to Miami late in the year. They had some good years under Jim Mora, good years. They beat Nebraska a couple of times, but otherwise they have been pretty up and down and, and fairly pedestrian. Yeah, I would agree. Fairly pedestrian is about the best way you can describe it. And I think I think I think it's very fair to say Paul Feinbaum was pretty abrupt with his opinion. He said it's a dead end job. Yeah. I agree with Tom Fornelli. If you just want to chase a dollar oh. and get a nice big contract. Yeah, there could be worse jobs out there. Give it your best shot. Great idea. But 
most of the people that would be chasing the dollar are also chasing wins. I think it's way too ignorant to think that there are just people out there that all they want is the money. They want to win. That's why they got into the business of athletics. That's why they became athletes if they were athletes before, and most of them were. And it's why they got into coaching, because they couldn't get off of the high, and they wanted to continue to stay in the athletic marketplace, the athletic arena, and in the words of Herm Edwards, you play or you coach to win the games. Yeah, I mean, a quick aside, too, the dollar spends a little bit less in Los Angeles than it does in a place like Lincoln. So, mm-hmm. like, again, $6 million, nothing to sneeze at, nothing to sneeze at anywhere, but it is a little harder. And, like, one of the things that it makes, you know, these jobs so interesting is we keep talking about it from the head coaching perspective, um, but think about it from the assistant coaching perspective. And so, you know, again, $6 million, you're going to go a long way wherever you live. not so much, you know, it's still a lot of money, but it doesn't go as far in a city like Los Angeles. And you are right. These coaches are not just doing this to make money. You know, it wears on you. And so I, I just given, given the amount of time you have to put into the job, it's hard to imagine that there are too many of those kind of coaches out there. If you, now there's an element of, Hey, with the way college sports are going, with the way big-time athletics are going, and these conferences are fracturing and splintering, and you know the Big Ten's going to be fine at the end of the day, and the SEC is going to be fine at the end of the day. Can't you know speak for anybody else at this point to say that you're in the in club? Is there an element of that that makes the job attractive? Sure, but you're only as good as your next game, your next season, and so. If you're going there just to say, hey, I'm in the in club, still got to win games or you're going to get fired. Yeah. So there's not really a an advantage to that. So, again, most of these folks are not just chasing the dollar. Yeah, they want to be paid, but the main reason they do it is they want to win. And that's the real question here. Can you win at UCLA, moving conferences? It's a very tumultuous situation right now for all of these Pac-12 schools that are coming in, but more so for UCLA. Because with USC, you've got this football mindset. They're never going to allow themselves to be second best, right? Now, they might be second best at times or third best, but there's always this mindset of, nope, not good enough. Nope, not good enough. We're going to keep trying. We're going to keep trying. Washington, obviously, now they're going through a coaching change, but they've had the taste of success. Oregon of the four teams right now mm-hmm. heading into the Big Ten are in the best shape because they got the best roster. They've had the best recent results. They seem to be at their strongest point. But UCLA, man, that is a tough, tough spot. You're entering this new league. You're playing all these different teams. you got to get used to all this extended travel. Oh, and by the way, you've changed out coaches. Mm-hmm. And you're like eight fiddle in the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I just I don't know how it's a good job. Um and I don't I don't really know where it slots in now in the current league and, and how it could be anything higher than I mean thirteenth, twelfth? Like I mean I'm serious. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's funny to think back to how we viewed the conference a little over a month ago that I looked it up earlier when I asked Tom about it, but the championship game was played on January the eighth. So we're just a bit over a month removed from the national championship game. And at that moment in time, like I remember talking to Brunts the next day on the show, and it was like, wow, 
think of what the Big Ten is about to have. Not only is Oregon joining and USC, but watch out for Washington and even UCLA. Mm-hmm. And now the one sure thing I think is Oregon. And, and I guess, you know, don't want to overreact too much to one bad year from USC, but, you know, we could throw USC in there as well. And so what what is a good job or what, what makes a job good in a league with 18 teams where you're, you know, 14th or 13th, even though the money is there? I don't know. I, I, I just It's hard to imagine that being considered a good job, and that's why I'm happy that you and I were in agreement on the Northwestern situation You know, not, a, not even a year ago because it just seems way too short-sighted to say, but they spend a lot of money. You have the Big Ten contract. Okay, fine. Great. But do you have the other stuff? Do you have the inherent support that a school like an Ohio State will always have that mm-hmm. this is not good enough? There's pressure to that, yes, but there's always going to be the support there too. So it doesn't have that. It doesn't have the war chest in terms of the NIL dollars. It certainly doesn't have the fan base. Fornelli hit on it earlier. Cool stadium. The sunset's great. They don't play, though, that game. on Their home games aren't on January 1st. You know? They're not, and it's, an, it's a 95,000-seat stadium that they can't even fill half of it. Yeah, how many? So how it many really is, looks bad, and it's, tarped. It's, it's way the hell out there. Yeah. You know? It's not a great place if you're a UCLA student to go from Westwood to Pasadena. Correct. And it's just, you know, it's getting around in L.A. So you really got to want to go there to yeah. go there. And so that's why, you know, for that, for, for them to draw, you know, large fan bases, you have to really, really matter. Even USC in their heyday weren't always filling up the stadium with Reggie Bush and yeah. Matt Leiner. No, that's that's true. Yeah. So I, I would say no. This you know not every Big Ten job is a great job. Definitely not. If you look at it holistically and not just from the well, but you're going to get paid. Well, yeah, you're going to get paid no matter where you coach. Yeah, as long as you coach in, in one of the how many teams are there right now? Thirty four teams in those two leagues. Yeah, the money will be there more often than not for most of those schools. Well, heck, even in the even in the lesser ACC. I mean. Co- average coach salaries over yeah. two million dollars a year. Yeah, at even least. In the Big Twelve. Yeah, but yeah, it's th- this isn't just about cashing a big paycheck. It's also about winning, and that's going to be extremely at- tough to do at UCLA. I mean, I, I I look at Foster and I say, "Good luck, good luck to you, man." I mean, yeah. at least, and that's why I think this is the a. It's about the only hire they could make because of the timing, but b. It might be the best one they could have made anyway. Because at least he bleeds Bruin blue and gold. He believes in that. He played there and he's coached there for a long time. Yeah, at he's least got you hope that he cares about and it. And he can keep a lot of the players because they did have a winning season the last couple of years. So he's going to be able to keep, I would assume, most of those players instead of them getting lost to the portal. But they also need to replenish the roster and they need to adjust to an entirely new conference. Yeah, and again, the thing that I, I still don't know if we have totally grasped this yet is how going to a league this large and how being in a league this large for schools that are you know still in the Big Ten, like a Michigan State and Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska, how does that change your viewpoint and expectations? Like you look at the NFL, and yes, there are 32 of these jobs, and it's really, really hard, but there are also eight of these divisions. And so... In a world where everyone wants to win the Super Bowl and thus wants to win their conference and thus wants to make a conference championship game, like you have all these litany of goals. And the first one of all is either make the playoffs or win the division. So you have this tangent goal that you can look at and mm-hmm. say, that's what I want to do. i got to be better than three other teams in my league. Such a thing does not exist in an 18-team conference, in a 16-team conference. 
And I don't know totally if we have understood the ramifications of how do we judge what is good and bad football and what do fans ask for from their program when there is really, there's, I guess, two goals within a conference, make the championship game and win the championship. Yes. But only two of the 18 in the Big Ten, only two of the 16 in the SEC get to do that. And that's it. And there's you don't even get the other steps of, like, you win your division. No, there are no divisions. There are no divisions. Got to go to the conference championship game. And that, honestly, I know that that sounds very simplistic. But when you can't have that obvious first kind of goal of win the division, it just makes it, 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 makes it harder. And so what do you do with that as a fan? And what does UCLA do moving forward? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, Not well. that's, that's the one thing you – I think it's it, – I don't want to say it's underrated, but maybe it is. Just the passion and the support and the love and the want to is so important. Yes, money drives a lot of things and money can you know, paper over a lot of things. But if you don't have a place that is passionate and loyal and gung-ho about a program, you are fighting an uphill battle with, you know, <laughs> with one leg dragging from behind. Mm-hmm. Because, and I've said this many times about this fan base, this Nebraska fan base, is you have been the one thing to keep this thing relevant. Without that, the Nebraska job becomes far, far, far less attractive. Forget about tradition, forget about the stadium, forget about the facilities and the trophies and the administration and the dollars, without that passion, that want to, that desire, that love, it makes it really tough. And that's the battle that UCLA is fighting. Yeah, They've lost so much in terms of fan support and just the general interest. It's just like, eh, UCLA, eh. Yeah. That's, that's hard to recruit to. That's hard to get yourself energized for on a day-to-day basis. Not a, not to mention then when you suddenly have no relationships with your conference mates, when you have nothing that you can lean back on. Like the one thing that Nebraska has still been able to have over the last you know 10 years plus is that, that they just care. Real quick, Travis texts in. If I remember correctly, isn't the L.A. Coliseum closer to UCLA's campus than the Rose Bowl is? I'd never seen this but before, but he's right. I looked it up. To get to the Coliseum from UCLA – it is a 15-ish mile drive. You know, so depending on traffic, it's going to be so what it is. day and a half. Yeah. Uh, to get to the Rose Bowl, it is a 27-mile drive. That's wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. How, how, how close is Westwood to uh, SoFi if they wanted to play games at SoFi? SoFi, the home of your reigning, defending, undisputed NFC champions of the Super Bowl, eleven and a half miles. That said, you have to mainly take the four hundred five. So, as of this moment in time, it would take thirty-seven minutes. Yeah, but you know, if they're playing those nine thirty games, that that's they're true. Worried about then it won't be as bad. And I can practically run there in that fast, John. I'll just run to all these games if I lived in LA. Would it make more sense to play at SoFi? Man, that'd be wild. I don't know. I mean, it's been done before. Pro stadiums. Yeah, for sure. Teams. You know, it'd be funny. They'd the be Rams leaving and the this. Trojans shared the Coliseum. For I want to say, no, you don't want to do that. You'll leave an iconic stadium. But, you know, again, it's so far away from campus. It's only anyway. an iconic stadium for that one time a year. Yeah, it's a cool stadium, though. The sunset. No, it, 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 the sunset, John. Yeah, but it ain't cool when it's barely half full. Look at you trying to get more money in your owner's pocket.
Look at you, supporter listen, of the listen, supporter listen, of the Cronky. Listen, typical listen. John. Stan Cronky, it would ju- probably just rent it for a dollar. Oh, that'd be say. So nice. You know what? We just want you here. Yeah, pay us a dollar, and you can play in our beautiful palace, They're... home of Super Bowl Fifty Six, the greatest Super Bowl ever played, and they'll never play another one better. The color scheme would match with the Rams and the Chargers. There's a little yellow. It's a shade of blue. Yeah. Some gold. Hmm. Interesting. And you don't have to worry about Harbaugh spying on you because it won't do him any good anyway. That's true. Because you wouldn't play the Chargers. That's all. That's also true. If anything, Harbaugh could give you some lessons on how to spy on here's everybody how, else. Hey, here's how you beat Ohio State. You just run the ball at them because they're soft. <laughs> run the ball okay. at them, UCLA. All right. All right, settle down, Lou Holtz. <laughs> Spot the lie, though, John. Remember when Michigan beat him again? That was so funny. All right, we've got more to come, including dumb debates. Yes, we do. On 1620 The Zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.